Those dispatches serve as a foundation for her deeply um, intimate book. And I have a copy of it here somewhere because I think you guys might want to purchase it after. <laughs> Sorry, Devon, I have one. <laughs> okay. It's my security book. <laughs> Here's my Van White, best Van White imitation. <laughs> um, the, the, book, the name of the book is The Rainy Season, Haiti, Then and Now. Um, and Amy has a new chapter in which she, she laments the losses in the January quake and asks something we hope to, to um, get some answers today, and, but also pose some of these questions. What would a reimagined Haiti look like? And who will reimagine it? We'll ask her to help us with that question. Um, one of Amy's contemporaries was Mark Danner, who did signature work for The New Yorker also in the 1980s and has been writing about Haiti ever since. His book, Stripping Bear the Body, gets its title from um, a quote he extracted from a former Haitian scholar, president, intellectual. In it, Mark's, Mark talks about how Haitian history is constantly looming, and I quote in there, uh, I quote um, to, to support that assertion, in their majority illiterate and unschooled, Haitians nonetheless walk in history among the ghosts of past leaders. We hope to hear about how knowledge about Haitians' um, record of political violence, Haiti's record of political violence, could influence its future and the rebuilding of the country. Our third panelist, Rebecca Solnit, doesn't have a lot of time on her hands. That's because she's already written 12 books. Um, her latest is a critically acclaimed, A Paradise Built in Hell, The Extraordinary Communities That Arise in Disaster. In this book, she cites society's response to several disasters, including 9-11 and Hurricane Katrina, to show our common humanity and to show how people, who, how people come together in the worst times of disaster. It offers hope for Haitians and, and, and Haiti. Um, that's my little in introduction. Um, a couple members of the panel reminded me before, before this session that they haven't been to Haiti um, at least in a while. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick um, the first question to Amy, who can, who's been to Haiti since the earthquake, can, can set the scene first, tell, her, tell us what she saw, to, and that could serve as a found foundation for some of our questions. Thanks, Devon. Uh, I went down to Haiti again. Well, let me preface this by saying uh, a year before the earthquake, I went to Haiti to do something I had always wanted to do, which was to write a travel piece about Haiti. And it was something I had proposed and proposed and proposed. And I've written travel pieces from a lot of places that most traveler magazine readers would not really imagine going. But Haiti was the hardest sell. But my editors realized that um, now celebrities were sort of interested in poverty and fixing the world. And they could somehow meld that with travel. And so Haiti began to seem interesting and Angelina Jolie might go and Matt Damon was interested and um, who knew? Anyway, um, there's a famous Haitian rapper from the Fugees who also cares a lot about Haiti for various reasons and he was interested. Um, and that's Wycliffe Jean. And uh, so they sent me down finally to do a travel piece on Haiti and I went all over the country and I really saw 
what a great adventure travel destination it could be. And I was going to stay in the old hotel where Mark and I always have stayed, uh, but I decided it was just too run down for this kind of magazine, so I went and stayed in the big, high-rise, fabulous hotel that has, you know, email uh, abilities and all sorts of things that are harder to find in Haiti. And that hotel pancaked, to use a cliche, to the ground uh, during the earthquake. So, you know, it, it seemed very visceral and real to me, even as an outsider and someone who had been doing a travel piece, this earthquake, because I had just stayed in the place that was totally destroyed by it. I could easily have been there. And so many people obviously were there in Port-au-Prince when the earthquake happened. And when I went down afterwards, it was as if uh, there was a an occupation of the country. It was bizarre because you knew in your mind that what was happening was gifts and charity and help and medical aid.